0: hey you busy Mm-mm. okay let me run something past you real quick so I'm absolutely triggered at this point I know that that's nothing new you've gotten used to me saying that but yeah that's pretty much what initiates me running to the phone picking it up and calling you and I don't have anything that is um uh, You know, sometimes I have an idea and then some other ideas and I jot them down. I'm like, okay, we're going to talk about all this. I don't have a roadmap today. Today I'm just going to spit from the heart because that's the only way that I know how. But, whew, I'm going to let you know something right now. I am so irritated by the lack of truth in people, in relationships, and in all the vicinities of our lives. I really, really despise anything that looks like a closed deceit. And I had posted something the other day. And my cousin was like, oh, you need to talk about that a little bit more. Because sometimes I pick up the phone and call you. Other times I'm just like, eh, I'm going to post this on the Thrive and Inspire Instagram page real quick or the Facebook page real quick. And I'm going to just let it be a quick, you know, little, "Mm, I had an idea. This crossed my mind. I'm just going to go ahead and post it. And sometimes I post it and people gravitate to it like, ooh. And it's like, "Ah, I didn't plan on having a conversation about that. But since uh, all is in favor saying I, let me go ahead and do that. So a portion of the post that I text um, or that the post that I posted, that sounds ridiculous, was just talking about darkness. And just, I was pretty much venting on what I was feeling at the workplace. And so I said, darkness isn't attracted to light. Light is pure and exposing. Your circle is shifting. Your light troubles them, keep shining. But I want to focus on the first two lines darkness isn't attracted to light light is pure and exposing what I have come to realize in all of my tenure of wisdom that God is allowing me to go ahead and cultivate as I grow um, because I believe that there's a difference between growing okay in age and in growing in wisdom to me if you're not growing in wisdom you're wasting time I believe that he is showing me that there is a deficit in walking in truth and I think that the world has identified truth to be something else that is a little bit, as sometimes it could be salacious. Sometimes it can be offensive. Sometimes it could be, you know, this is my truth. I like to wear women's wigs and I'm a man and, you know, it, it, it accept me. And um, and it looks like, okay, sir, but you know what? Um yeah but it can confuse a child okay um no i identify as another gender so as a man i should be able to walk into a woman's bathroom and this is my truth and you know i'm gonna go ahead and do whatever needs to be done to declare that i have the right to go ahead and clothe my truth and so i believe that when the world uses the term truth it is very dangerous you know you change the laws behind pedophile and change the law behind you know if they could consent I saw something the other day if a child could consent and they are um over the age of 10 then it shouldn't you know the the whatever the repercussion would be for that particular person should be lessened because you know a child that's over 10 excuse me even scientific fact will show you that the frontal cortex, the frontal lobe of a person, where you're able to make decisions and you have logic and all of that, that doesn't develop till about 23 to 25. So how can anyone in the age of 10, who don't even wash good, who gotta be told to brush your teeth, who gotta be told, listen, clean this room. You you cannot consent to anything outside of, do you want some juice right now? No? Oh, okay, so go sit down somewhere. That's it. So be clear when I talk about truth, it is coming from a genuine, authentic, godly place. Cause I don't like what the world calls it I don't, and, and and it should be called something else because just for it to be called the carbon copy of what God says, it just, it does something to me, but I digress. But I am walking this thing called truth. And the one thing that I have identified is it is not always comfortable. And so when I went ahead and dug a little deeper and was like, well, why isn't it, why is it uncomfortable? And I think that's where some people trip up. You believe that, okay, so if I'm walking in truth and I'm doing the right thing in a godly sense, then I should be comfortable. Yeah, but you know what? You are walking around with godly truth in an ungodly world. So you may have a truth that is trying to, bleach out and reshape the untruth that somebody planted in you a long time ago. You may have been in a people prison because that's how you was raised. Don't go out with your hair looking like that. Don't, you, your nails shouldn't be, you ain't gonna keep a man if you keep on, you know, all the things that certain family members or certain cultures go ahead and embed in you, you should be going to school to be this. You or oh, why would you waste your time and do that? Because the opinions of others were embedded in you before you were able to identify the godly truth within you. So when you go ahead and discover the truth in you, best believe that it is incompetent with somebody else's carbon copy truth and so that is where the discomfort comes from and I hate it because if not careful you would think then maybe this is not truth then maybe what I feel what I sense or what I feel like God is telling me you know maybe I'm wrong so you will go ahead and start adjusting and dissecting the very godly seed that was implanted in you only because the soil of earth is not allowing it to nurture and that bothers me. I'm going to tell you where this all came from. I had a dream last night, and I woke up this morning slightly infuriated because the way that this dream was set up, it gave me two outcomes. Now, the truth of the matter is there is a particular person in my life that I just decided, you know what, we don't – our relationship has hit its peak, right, right? I am not benefiting from being in a relationship with you. And no matter what I say or how I do it or whatever the case may be, you just don't seem to be benefiting from being in a relationship with me, okay? Um, I do not believe that you should be held captive to any relationship regardless of the title. I am not a person that, oh, but that's my mother. Oh, but that's my aunt oh, but that's my uncle, oh, but that's my, there's not a title in this world that will pin me to a cross that Jesus already saved me from. I am not with it. I watched Jesus when I read my Bible. I heard when the disciples or the people that were around Jesus, as he was on the cross, they said, hey, your mother's here. He said, who is my mother? Okay, And they were like, yeah, but your brother's out there. He was like, no, whoever follows the word is my brother and my sister. So even Jesus didn't get hemmed up on title and ooh, okay, great. Even when, when Mary, that one time when they were at the wedding in Cana, and she came to Jesus and was like, hey, um, them boys is out of wine. He was like, dear woman, it's not my time yet. Oh, in some cultures, you can't tell your mother no. No, 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 no. You have to, you know, if your mother said it, then, you know, as long as that's your mother and it it has all these, you, you know, ideologies that you have to follow because of said title. And I feel like the moment that we really break free of that the moment that we really break free and say god if it's not a truth that you implanted in me i don't want to live by it if it's a people prison that i call to be um, a, a friendly safe space if i misquoted or mislabeled something that no longer serves me and it's toxic to the truth that you have from me i don't want it give me the strength to walk out of it give me the strength to go ahead and walk into your truth and if i lose people along the way as long as I'm on a path that you have me on whether it's in my thinking whether it's my physical path whether it's whatever it is in my life as long as i am on there and i know that i'm walking toward you then i will walk on this water by myself that i don't have to wait for the rest of the people the disciples on the boat for their truth to align to you know what maybe it's not a ghost because if i keep waiting for people's mindsets to align to where i want to go i will never walk on water with jesus if i keep waiting for people to see things differently then my vision will continue to, to be staggered and clouded because I'm waiting for somebody else to accept what I already know I'm waiting for somebody else to grow to where I've already been I'm waiting for somebody else to wake up in a space that I'm no longer sleep in so if you want to stay sleep um, as much as it hurts me I have to continue to walk in excellence i have to continue to walk where it looks like I'm the alien I feel like the alien but if I'm gonna be this I'm not gonna hold it and be next to you and Act like I'm a regular earthling. I really want us to get to a place that is like, you know what? I'm I'm tired. I'm tired of trying to trying to make this look like something that it's not i don't want to smile for the camera i don't want to front for the gram i don't want to stunt in life no more life is too short it's too precious we've seen it with people that have passed that have been celebrities the Kobe's and and and, and Chagwis, you know what kind of forever we've seen it in the people that are closest to us we've seen it in family members and so i don't want us to live another day where we are walking on this earth where we're walking with anyone in any capacity and it's not truth godly truth That bothers me. Stop letting people prison you. Jesus didn't do what he did on Calvary. That gruesome way that he went ahead and experienced all of that. For you to be uh, freaking chained to somebody else's ideology. I don't want your ideology if it imprisons me. I don't want your way of thinking if it puts me in bondage. I don't want your truth if it's salacious. I don't want anything that is yours if God didn't give it to me. There was once a time that women would have went ahead and stayed in the relationship because, you know, what would the community say? And, you know, I don't want, you know, my child to be a -A -A B-A-S-T-A-R-D. Because I'm not saying that word and getting in trouble. You, you got the spelling? Okay. I don't want my child to be that, so I'm going to go ahead and stay. And so many people ha- have conjured and maintained this level of, but what will other people think that they made it a law for other people? I re- remember my coworker telling me that one of the, he's not elderly, but he's older than us, says something sideways. And so she checked him. And so what was told to her was no but you have to respect your elders and she was like but he was disrespectful And then the person reiterated, yeah, but you have to respect your elders. Let me explain something to you. God knew that I couldn't be born in that particular time frame, that people can do, say whatever they want, and there was no repercussion. Because let me explain something to you. There's not a title or age in this world that I won't remind you or let you know and advise you in a soft way, however the touch is that God allows me to do it at that time. But you will know that didn't work for me. Now, there's a difference between just going off at their mouth and just like, wow, you you spoke to that person like they was your peer. You know, you don't just walk in and be like, yo, let me explain something to you and and cursing and going crazy. One, you're in the workplace. Two, you know, it it may be an elderly person. Three, you know, whatever your third one is. But the point of the matter is you are not, it's not that you can't say something. It's can you watch the touch. Just watch your touch you can let a five-year-old know hey you can't say that hey keep your hands to yourself hey in a five-year-old way you are letting someone know on their level you cannot do that so if they're 55 75 95 205 you should be able to let them know on their level hey you can't do that in regards to me the point the blank the period and what led me to even want to go ahead and even write that post about the lightness and darkness and all of that is because, again, the HR manager. I had a conversation with her in private, the two of us in my office, door closed. where well, I let it be known for the again, time, okay, again, time, that whatever you just said, this is how I'm translating it or interpreting it. Is this what you mean? Because I just want to lay my cards on the table. What was told to me, and that was the remark, remember when I told you that the HR manager walked past my office when I was talking to my coworker and she was like, "Oh, y'all must not have no work to do." And so I was like, "Hmm, that didn't sit well with me. It just it didn't. I, I didn't take it as anything outside of the fact that that don't sit well with me. So when I got her alone, I said, "Hey, and just bring you up to speed." You know, you made a remark about we must not have no work to do. And I take my work ethic very seriously. I don't know if you know that yet, but I just want to let you know. But um, if that is your truth, that it looks like we're talking, we have nothing else to do. What is your expectation in regards to me conversing with my coworkers? And like I told you, she looked up like she was getting ready to be zapped, you know, alien UFO kind of situation. She was like, "Hmm? oh, I was just I was just joking. But then that same I was just joking a couple of days later ended up being the very verbiage in my coworkers PMF. Performance management review, whatever the, the acronym is for that. And it was like, so how come something that you deemed a joke wound up being black and white on someone else's performance review? And that's what I'm talking about. I don't rock with that level of deceit. I don't rock with that level of I said a thing, but I don't really mean a thing. And I think that as long as I am in any relationship, when I'm relating to someone, I expect there to be a level of truth there. And so I was looking up all kind of definitions because I'm like, Am I using the terminology truth? And so I'm like, is it authentic? And I finally landed to the space that I'm like, this is what I operate in that is depleted in this thing called earth. I operate in a level of sincerity that exceeds my level, my tenure on earth. When I looked at the definition of sincere, which Awesome is my son's middle name shouts out to his daddy. That's how that works out, because that was a good choice. But anyway, now that I really am walking this, I'm like, ooh, I want to take credit for it, but I can't. He gave the name, and that's how that works out. So according to the New Oxford American Dictionary, the bishop and the deacons over there, sincere is defined as free from pretense or deceit, proceeding from genuine feelings. Let me explain something to you. I just have no room for fakeness. I have no room for deceit. I have no room to be around people that paint their face a different way, but they really have a different expression. And I also don't have the different faces or the, the, the I don't even have the desire to want to go ahead and paint different faces on me. Mascara is too expensive. lip uh, lipstick according to my tone and how that look that that could be expensive in a job in itself I just do not I'm no longer subscribing to anything that chips away at my truth and so I was reading all the different things and 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 in the Bible, you know, the truth will set you free, but that was, that's taken out of context as well. He was talking about, listen, when I go ahead and send you out and have you go ahead and be disciples of me, I want you to spread the word, and as long as you know the truth, the truth will set you free. He was speaking in regards to them preaching the word and giving the word, so I couldn't really in good faith use that. I could have, but it's just like, eh, but when I came across Matthew six twenty two, I was like, oh, M. this is what I'm saying. So, you know, I read in the NLT version. 22, your eye, is the, your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. 23, but when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. I'm going to go back and do that one more again, just for the first verse. Matthew 6, 22. Your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. And that's exactly what I'm trying to say. Perspectives, ideologies, whatever was passed down from your mama to that mama to that mama, however that works, it literally is the way in which the GPS that orchestrates your walk in life. I was raised in a, in a culture that, you know, you ain't going to get no man, like I just said a few moments ago, you ain't going to get no man with your hair looking like that, with your nails looking like that, or you ain't going to be able to keep no man if you don't know how to cook, or you, you or that's how you're walking around, you're embarrassing me, pick up your, this, that, and the third, fix your face, and da, 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 and so I think what they unconsciously did was, you, what they were trying to say is, I want you to represent the best you. And when you represent the best you, I feel like that that's the door that opens to get all that God has for you. But what they did was they created a people prison where you're scared to go outside because, you know, your hair and stuff is not done. Or, you know, um, now if somebody popped over, you like, wait a minute, I don't... And you feel like you have to be this fixed-up person on the outside when you're never really walking truth in the inside. And I don't want that no more. I don't want relationships where your truth impedes or your aspect of me impedes my truth I don't want that anymore and so just to go back because I never really told you in detail the dream that I had that even initiated this conversation I had a dream that a person that I just went ahead and decided I'm good I have tried to have these conversations where I'm letting you know hey I don't want you to handle me like that hey this was hurtful. Hey, you know what? What are your expectations in this area? Because how you just conducted that doesn't really sit well with me. And I just decided, bro, I'm not having these conversations anymore. Because as the author, co-author of my life, I get to say how many chapters I'm willing to give this portion of my book To a person who is not understanding, you are not operating in a way that boosts morale in my life. I can't let you do that. So I just said, you know what? And there's some people you have to have a conversation with where you're like, listen, this is why I'm no longer talking to you. And then there's other people that it's like, nah, you're just going to have to guess it. I mean, I... If you are still guessing at this point, then I've been talking for this whole entire time for nothing anyway. So having another conversation on top of the conversations I've been having with you that has not yielded any change, having yet another conversation just looks like I like to talk. Or looks like I have a complaining spirit. And I'm not interested. I'm having these conversations with you because I want to resolve, because I want to resolve, because I want a better relationship with you. I want a better relationship with you because I see the value in you, and I see the value in you because I see that you are somebody I want to keep around. Like, you know, there's a trajectory in that. But if we just talking and talking, you just know, okay, and that's just how that's going, and we just resuming as necessary, and it's looking like the, you know, Happy New Year's, are. we keep giving each other Happy New Year's, but we're not giving each other Happy New Year's. There's nothing happy about this new year. It looks a lot like last year and the year before that. It looks like you're still operating in the thing that I asked you not to operate in. It still looks like that. So my dream, if I could ever get to it, because Holy Spirit keeps taking me on tangents and that's fine. I had a dream that this particular person died. Mm -hmm. That they died. And I didn't feel what we would deem to be the normal response it wasn't like (laughs) i wasn't distraught in my dream it wasn't a whole bunch of snot crying i didn't do the snot bubble that could have parachuted me in in a hot air balloon flow like none of that the first thing that came to my mind was man the person didn't make 80 and I know the bible promises is 80 and then you know whatever you so will after that and so oh okay and so my brain went logical it didn't go emotional because when I detach from a situation I make sure that I've seen it through and through and so I think that in my dream I didn't feel anything because in my waking life I've detached from that then God went ahead and he scrambled it back like, okay, same dream. Then he made me redream it again, which was I never had this before. Redream it again, but it was a different outcome. It was they had a diagnosis that was um internal bleeding, rebuke that in the name of Jesus, and the hospital could no longer do anything else for that person, so they sent that person home. And so in, in the dream, I didn't rush this person's aid. It wasn't like, okay, thank God. And you know, now that I have you in my dream, I literally logically said, okay, so do I feel the need to say anything, do anything? Or like, how does that work? And I didn't. So when I woke up, I knew why I dreamt that because that person was mentioned the day before. Um, and so I guess that, you know, sometimes you take the realities into your dream. But I had prayed a prayer that I asked God to start letting my dreams mean something. Start speaking to me again in my dreams. Um, I don't see the sense of me going to sleep and just having random dreams. Like I hear God in my waking life. And so I want him to also preoccupy my dream life. I, I, wanted, I want to dream on purpose, for a purpose, on purpose. And so when I dreamt that, I was like, hmm, let me dissect that. And so I immediately went to my husband and I kind of just, you know, was like, hey, I need to kind of share this with you and, you know, kind of just get my thoughts in, in order to see what is it that I'm feeling. And I said, you know, I no longer want to keep doing what looks right on the outside but doesn't feel right in the inside. I no longer want to keep having relationships with people who mean well, but they never get to actually doing well. I no longer want relationships that don't, we don't serve each other. I am asking for truth. You have continued to go ahead and operate it in the opposite of truth, (laughs) you know, a a lack of genuine. And so that already is an upside down equation that I don't want to be a part of. 50% of this relationship is only operating in truth. The rest is fake and I can't, that's not the yin that I want to my yang. And so when I was talking to my husband, I said, I think I'm going to just have to go ahead and just accept the reality of, because I think any other version of me would have woke up, called that person. No, because we have to blah, 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 and talk. And I didn't feel any of that. It was just like, listen, prepare your heart for a demise. You know, whatever it is. We, that, like I heard Tabitha Brown say, that's an appointment we all have to make. That She said that her daddy used to say that. Tabitha Brown, somebody I follow on IG." But my thing is this, I no longer want any of us to continue to subscribe to the ideologies of other people, to the expectations of other people, while we are putting our own sincere, genuine, authentic feelings and expectations to the side. I said I wasn't going to bring this part up to you, but, but I am. I am watching... Mm, how do I do this? Cause you know, you got to protect the name of the innocent. I am watching a relationship unfold with two sets or a pair of family members that is just like, it's mind blowing to me. One person operates in a way that I am this hierarchy in your life you know I'm older than you I'm this title I'm blah 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 so I expect that you do the following that you call me all the time that you check up on me that you come up here and see me that I don't care what your schedule is that if I'm in town that you drop what you're doing you figure out a way to come make this work with me and there is just this air of like like this posture of I should be most important in your life because that's how I see me, period, okay? Um, It may be because that's how that very same person treated the elders in their life. It could be. I'm just going to go ahead and assume that. But the other half of that relationship has said, yeah, but I have a schedule that I want to adhere to and I don't do well. You know, with your level of spontaneity, I'm a planner. And so when you come in town, I, you know, you're driving or you're flying, it takes a couple of hours. Can you let me know, hey, I plan on getting on the road at this time and I plan on leaving at this time. And, you know, just can you let me know? And so on this particular day, like when I woke up from my dream and went in there and had the conversation. I'll let you know it's my husband. Crap. Okay, but <laughs> I went in there and talked and he was letting me know that the other person had an attitude – because there were no checkups on the person's, um, who this is hard, on the person's traveling to a location. So the person was expecting, I'm assuming now, that you call me along the way of me getting somewhere. And my husband is not built to do that. He's just not. His thing was, okay, well I'll call you when you're in town. And so I am watching this relationship pretty much sink or get nowhere fast because two people are not accepting each other's differences, accepting each other's wiring. One is very spontaneous. The other is a planner. One is very, okay, mission-based. This is what we're going to go ahead and do. The other is screw your mission. What about me? The and, and I've been watching it, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, to the point that I stepped in and I said something. I said, well, maybe if there was an acceptance of each other's wiring, you don't have to meet on all ends, but at least connect on the parts that you do. You know, go ahead and emphasize on the part of the two circles that overlap.
1: And the person was like,
0: oh, okay, you know. And, and, and it seemed like it was going well for a while, but every so often that hierarchy air, that hierarchy ideology comes in and becomes a demise for a period of the relationship. And it's like, why? Why is it that I have to fold on my wiring, my genuine whatever, if it doesn't correlate to my truth for you? So I have to live my life puppeted to other people. No. And that's this an example on one end. But my whole example was I am a person that I let you know, hey, this is what it is. And it's very uncomfortable for me because I'd rather just go ahead and just never have anything that we need to discuss. Never have anything that we need to go ahead and iron out because I don't like confrontation. I just, I don't. It's my natural posture and I don't like it. But then I got wise enough to realize that everything that's uncomfortable doesn't have to be spoken in a way that makes it uncomfortable. That an uncomfortable conversation doesn't have to be disrespectful, doesn't have to be belittling, it doesn't have to be anything that is negative, as long as you're expressing from a place of non maliciousness, a place from heart. And so if I'm saying something to you, I expect that what comes out of your mouth is truth. I've had conversations with my own peers in my age range that I'm like, yo, is there something going on because you haven't been calling like, what's up? And I'm like, oh, listen these last few months have been terrible we've moved we've done this that and the third and it's like oh because i thought i thought it was me because i'm like i see you posting on social media but you know i don't see you calling me and i'm calling you but you're not really answering i'm texting you and it's taking a while so before i go ahead and put my own one plus one is equaling two i want to make sure that i have the right equation oh no and then we're able to have that those moments and those talks of clarity That, hey, what I'm getting ready to do, the moves that I'm getting ready to make, if it looks like I'm speaking to you less or however that looks, none of it is coming from a malicious place. It's just that I have some things I need to be obedient to, and it's involving some things that I actually don't want to do, but I need to act on obedience if I want the rest of these blessings that God has for me. Okay, cool. That I'm able to talk to two of my other homegirls, and I'm like, girl, you are terrible when it comes to the phone. You know I'm a talker. How co- and they, they're able to go ahead and, and say back to me, I know. I'm terrible. I, everybody complains about it. I've always been this way. And you know what? I do have a desire to work on it. I just haven't gotten to it. I can respect that. I can respect somebody saying, hey, this is my wiring. And, you know, this is just pretty much me. And I mean no harm by it. I don't want to hurt you. I'm not trying to be malicious in any kind of way. It's just me. Can you accept that and I still be in your life? Absolutely. But when I say something to you and, it, and I'm letting you know that, hey, this is hurting me the way that you're carrying this particular situation out, and then the next situation occurs and you do it almost the same exact way, or when I say, hey, I need you in this space, I don't know this new space that we're in, but I don't like it and i know that it, it it truly isn't your wiring not only because i've seen another side of of that person but because you've actually told me that, yeah, I know, I probably I need to go ahead and change that because I've been drifting and I've been doing A, B, and C. And it's a continuum of, I'm letting you know that something is not working. You're giving me the excuse as to why it's not working. I'm letting you know, hey, this is what needs to be repaired. You're giving me the excuse as to why it's not being repaired. I'm, and so it's like, mm. after a while, you have to tap yourself on the shoulder and say, do I stay here? Because then you just look like a complainer. Then it just looks like now you have an attitude with such and such calls and they have no idea why you're even angry. Do you continue to work and operate in this 50% relationship? Because you are bringing to the table what needs to be resolved. They're just picking and choosing when they sit at the table. Do you want to operate in that? And that's my challenge to you. These are the questions you have to ask yourself. Whether it's somebody at your job, whether it's your own personal relationships, whether it's someone in your family too, however that works, just know you are going to have to decide how much of this do I want to continue to operate in, if at all. You should not be caged by somebody else's lack of, of walking truth with you of 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 being sincere with you of being genuine and authentic you know thank god that the the hr manager at my job that she's only the hr manager i could not operate in someone that when i bring truth to you you your rebuttal is a lie and then i have to hear around town through somebody else's ears and mouth that what we discuss wasn't really your truth anyway that's the seat and I don't want to be around serpents. Just period, not if I don't have to. Yeah, she couldn't. If she was a family member, she would be cut off. I don't deal with that level of poison. I don't let that that piece of mold go ahead and ruin my whole bag of bread. I don't do it. And that's just the freedom walk that I'm willing to walk. Is it the most comfortable? No, but I'm going to have to choose between two discomforts. The discomfort of not walking my true authentic self or the discomfort of staying in a relationship with someone that I know is not not truth-based anyway. So it's like if you're going to be uncomfortable, choose you. And I know that that sounds probably like, ah, that's a little like conceited a little bit no because nobody's gonna care for you the way that you care for you it's called self-care for a reason that's why so many people in relationships depending on somebody else to add to their happy to do things there's so many people that are plugged into external things hoping that they get a resolve that they get a fill up from external things because they never took the time to fill themselves They never took the time to identify what makes you happy, what what depletes you. How many people are plugged into you, depleting you, and they don't add to you? Let me go ahead and, and, and cut some of these plugs off because the only source that you should have plugged into you and it be reciprocated is God. Everybody else is bonus, some pro bono, but there should be nobody plugged into you that they're not giving you truth, that they're not operating in sincerity. That's not fair. And I want you to, and, and I know that the Holy Spirit, as I've been talking, has spoken to you about whatever He needed for you to highlight in this conversation. But please don't opt to operating in a level of authenticity because of somebody else's inability to walk in truth, inability to be sincere, inability to be authentic. No longer are we just going to go ahead and just have people around us just to count the numbers. I want to count hearts. I want to count purpose. I want to count, okay, are you the iron that could possibly sharpen my iron? Because if not, then you're making me dull. Let's start living different. Let's start living different. And stop holding on to anything that doesn't add to us. Anything that doesn't shine a light. Light. Like I said in in my post, it's exposing. Light is nakedness. That's the same thing with truth and sincerity. It's exposing. It takes a certain kind of character to walk in that. I don't want to, oh, good morning, praise God, hallelujah, and do all that. And I know I have strife in my heart for someone. No. Yeah, praise the Lord. Can I see you for a minute? I know the choir is preaching, but can I go? And I've done that. Because God has wired me well, I don't do well in discomfort. I don't do well in strife. And I always started off with this is uncomfortable to me, but I have to be obedient. I want to make sure that my canal from God down to me is clear. And anything that tries to cloud that, I don't care if it's a pebble or, or if it's a Mount Rushmore situation. I have a responsibility on my life to clear that. Because I don't want anything clogging what God has for me or what God wants to tell me. And so I have to choose between two discomforts. You want you comfortable going ahead and having that conversation with such and such? Or do you want the discomfort of feeling cloudy and feeling like, God, I can't hear you? And how come I was able to hear you at one point? Because you are clo- you're clogged right now. You need a um, worldly enema and you need to go ahead and clear out whatever is clogging this confusion is clogged base you're not confused you don't it's not that you don't know what to do it's not that you don't know what to say it's that you're clogged on how and to and that's the working of the holy spirit and the holy spirit operates by god and if you're clouded if there's something in your space in in your your chamber between you and god that has put a lid on that remove it period I don't care about nobody else's feelings. I care about how people feel, but I care about if I'm doing what God said to do, if I'm making sure that something is clear and I only operate in clarity. Confusion can, can, can hit the road. You can see the back door, sir. Ma'am. But I hope that you hear my heart in this. That it's going to be uncomfortable. But which discomfort are you choosing? I don't want to smile with people that I know you talk about me, Judas. I don't want people in my inner circle that was supposed to be in, in my nosebleeds in my theater of life. I don't want, you know, I read in the Bible in Joab when he went ahead and went out to go see, I believe his name was um, Amasa because David has sent out Amasa to go ahead and, and see um, to go ahead and cultivate an army in, in three days. And it took Amasa, and I believe I'm saying his name right, it took him longer than three days. So then Joab went out to be like, okay, well, let's go ahead and, um, you know, see what's going on. And when he saw Amasa, the Bible says that with his right hand, he kind of put out the, hey, my brother. And then with the other hand, when he went ahead and hugged Amasa, he stabbed him. I don't want that kind of relationship. And I had to go back sidebar and be like, why did he do that? And it said in the Bible, in some translations or some people that went ahead and broke it down, it said that because it took a master longer than the three days that David allotted, that they believed that he was conjuring up something on a sidebar with the enemy that David was trying to go ahead and and produce the army for. So Joab may have thought, okay, yeah, you know what, for whatever the reason, I'm going to go ahead and kill you because you may have turned from friend to foe. But then that couldn't have been the truth because later on in the Bible, Joab got, he, he got a repercussion for killing him because that's not what he was supposed to do. But I don't want Joabs in my camp. I don't want Ju- Judas's closer than what they should be. I want to know that I am living and walking the most authentic form of me with people who I am clear on what to expect from you. Not what you're going to do from day to day. I'm not looking for perfection, I'm looking for consistency. And can I count on you? And also, do I know what to expect from you? That's, all, that's only three things I want. And if that's asking too much, then I don't want to ask nothing of you. I don't even want you ear space close enough to hear me ask because you will no longer be a part of my world, Period. This world is too shaky, too fleeting for me to have people that it's like, "Eh." (laughs) you know, that's just such and such. Oh, well, that can be such and such in somebody else's life, not mine. I get to orchestrate what I want to see on the stage of my life. And if the electric guitar is too loud for what I want to see in my life, then I just don't need those people there. The end. Don't make you a bad person. It just doesn't make you fruitful in my life. But guess what? There's like billions and billions of people on Earth. Go choose one. Go choose one. Because when you're having those kind of conversations with people, you're asking one or two things. Am I asking too much of you? And if so, then what can I expect from you? And a truthful, authentic person should be able to answer that in a way. When I had those conversations with my homegirl, what is homegirls about calling and picking up and blah, blah, blah? What I was essentially saying is, I want to speak to you more. What they gave back to me was, but I'm not really a phone person. And what I had to decide was, is there value enough in our relationships? Is there value enough in you to keep you in my life, knowing that you're not going to perform all the time to the way that I want? And the answer for me was yes, because it hits one of my three things. I know what to expect from you. It's it's not that you treat me different. It's just just how you do your, (laughs) you don't, you're not a phone person. And when I know what to expect from you, I know how to live with you. I don't have to be in my home, anybody in my life. I live with you. As I live life, you're here, so I'm living with you. And that's what I want you to do. Look in your circle. Pan out to see the people in your life. Maybe even do some self-reflecting. Are, are you seeing a life of sincerity? And if not, what, what things are you putting in place to expose it to get to where you want it Or to just go ahead and realize, you know what, this relationship no longer serves either of us. It's not reciprocated at all. So I know that was a lot of word vomit because one thing led to another and the dream and then blah, blah, blah. But I had to get that off of me because I I just I hate that level of shackle the expectation of oh you know you're supposed to respect your elders well you know well that's your such and such in your life and you no, stop doing that. who created that prison I don't want to be there anymore God gave me a key and I get to go ahead and turn it in any door of truth that I want and if it's not sincere to me then I get to close it and lock it this key works both ways. I open it or I lock it and I choose to lock those that don't serve I choose to lock those that deplete I choose to lock those that put me in a prison leave me alone. As I pout like a (laughs) four-year-old. But you see what I'm saying? There's power in how you use the key that God gave you. How are you using your key? That's my challenge to you, bruh. You know what these conversations are. I'm still pouting. They are life-provoking conversations, conversations that nobody else is going to have with you but me because I'm your favorite homegirl, and i be giving you my own tea, and you be sipping with caution, but you be getting a good herbal essence because my life be bringing on some real life. Okay, we need to have conversations that we can learn from, and I'm not pouting no more. <sighs> I hope you got what you needed. I know you got you what you needed. I know, and I'm not going to let you tell me no different. But if we don't get off this phone now, we're going to be on it for another honey. Because you know that when I'm uh, passionate about something, I can talk until um, a lot of other tomorrows, okay? So with that being said, I'm going to let you let me go. And I'll talk to you later. Later.